On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk about the NFL, roster cutdowns, and so much more. Let's go. Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up to be a part of the show on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk, or on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Hit us up at Carolina Sports Talk. Been a long time. Probably shouldn't have left you. Without some dope sports to step to. <laughs> it been too far too long, man. We gotta highlight the people and let them know what it is. As always, I'm joined by my main man and yours, DJ High Star, in the building, Club Shed. What's goody with it, bro? Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to my lair. Welcome to my my uh, safe haven out here, man. Um, you know, as you said, it's been a while. So shout out to Carolina Sports Talk Nation. And uh, there's been a lot of things going on since I last seen you, man. I was uh, I was on a cruise or whatnot, and uh, don't don't. Uh, I know we're not gonna be shy. The round of applause may be a little bit delayed today, y'all. But I said I went on a cruise for the first time. <laughs> I actually floated in the water for the first time. Ah, I, I I do have to acknowledge that I I saw the video um, myself. So I was fly. Okay. Um. And then just because the crews left and got back and docked in Charleston, mm-hmm. I was able to see a lot of people that I share a bond of consanguinity with. And I was, <laughs> yo, you good? Hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. Yo, hold on. Are you, are you, yeah, yeah, first of all, first of I all. I knew you were going don't, to, don't, but don't. I didn't expect it just that. Yeah, we are recording the broadcast right now. All right. Shout out to my brother, no consanguinity. But that's my brother over there as well in the place to be with us. Yeah, well, yeah shout out one yeah. time for my boy Beeb out here <sighs> representing in, in, in the share while we recorded tonight. We might have to get him in a little conversation later on when we talk about his squad or whatnot. But you were saying you got a chance to uh, meet those who you were engaged in consanguinity with? <laughs> no, I share a bond. I share a bond of consanguinity with these <sighs> individuals. So my family, you know what I mean? My family. Heard. Well, that's what's up, man. How did you, you know, enjoy your first cruise? It was an experience, man. The food. The food. Mm. So talk uh, about it. I know we had opportunity uh, rocking and talking with Patriot Patty about it a little bit. But tell me exactly what was your favorite part about the food of, other than it being just, you know what I mean, unlimited. and like, Or even for those who may not know what a cruise type mm-hmm. situation is going on. Yeah, I mean, the buffets and stuff like that and, and like, kind of the uh, made-to-order things as far as sandwiches and stuff was cool. Guy Fieri, he has a nice burger joint out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of pork, I abandoned all of my dietary restrictions. Really? It's like, it's like on a cruise. Outside of pork. Outside of stuff. pork. Yeah. Um, so Guy Fieri's joint was fly, but the specialty restaurants where you pay a little bit extra and you get treated like it's a... 
you know, hundred and fifty dollar restaurant that's out here in Charlotte or whatever like that. Mm. So steakhouse and uh, you know, nice Asian joint where you like I said, you pay up to a bill and you paying, you know, maybe twenty dollars, forty, fifty dollars for the same experience and three courses and stuff. So that all of that was fly, man. I missed the food definitely. Um I had uh older, older, older woman and uh, large. <laughs> wait, hold on, let me tell us. Because <laughs> we got to go get ahead. to the sports. We got to, we got to. Go ahead. <laughs> had an older woman and a larger woman pretty much vying for my attention in the nightclub. So mm. I, I was kind of left to those choices. And I'm happy to let the Carolina Sports Talk Nation know that I came back to Charleston with no regrets. But at, at the same time, I didn't do anything because I know that y'all could take that a couple of different ways. What? But yeah, Bro, what are you talking about, man? I was <laughs> I was chilling. I was chilling, McGillen. However, y'all take that. You know what I'm saying? It was a, no. I enjoyed myself and a lot of eye candy out there, but I didn't do nothing regretful. Okay, so at the job when our young adults are going for the weekend, we say don't do anything career limiting. There you go. You didn't do there anything career limiting. Well, my dog, I am proud of you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Uh, there are some in the NFL that are getting ready to enjoy some cruises as they figure out what their next moves are as roster cutdowns happened this afternoon at 4 o'clock where all of the NFL rosters had to tr be trimmed down from their 80, what they carried throughout most of the preseason, down to the 53-man rosters. Now, Career limiting, um, if you will. In <laughs> career ending in some instances. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the preseason went by pretty fast. It, no, like incredibly fast. The three weeks is incredibly wild to me. Like, I don't know why. Like, I know I was one of the ones saying, oh, the preseason is too long. Cut it down. No, I don't like this three weeks thing, though. It rushes it. you with everything, right? And especially because they can carry the 80 fully through the three weeks and training camp. And then at the last minute, whoosh, got to whittle down. Now, the Panthers, uh, much kind of to the opposite of what some of the other teams have done, started earlier throughout the process and started kind of cutting down and whittling like through the weekend certain individuals that they knew weren't going to make the roster, uh, I guess, to kind of give those guys the opportunity to go and seek some, you know, some employment. Other, exactly. Find another job. Um, so they, they only ended up releasing, I want to say it was like eight or nine today to get down to the final cut from what they had done previously since their last game. But we talked a little bit off air about some of the ones that um, were the more notable trades that happened during the preseason. You want to talk on those a little bit? Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I want to bring up the, the, the two that everybody's been talking about. And then after that, we could kind of circle back around with Charlotte and what's been going on out here with Carolina. Most definitely. But uh, I'm going to start off with. New England making a splash, if you will. They've acquired uh, uh, a Yoli, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the splash they made. <laughs> you know, <what> it, <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, so I don't know how they acquired. So you keep me honest with that. How they acquired Zeke, but they've acquired Zeke Elliott from he was the a Dallas Cowboys. Okay, got you. From the Dallas Cowboys, add someone to their roster along with Ramondre Stevenson. Um, they've got, uh, um, yeah, get comfy, get I'm comfy. Getting, no, I'm getting it off the wall. Relax, pause. Um, I forget their other back that they have that out there in New England, though. But what did you think about that acquisition? It'll be interesting to see. Um, if I'm being safe, transparent, no, but no, no, I'm, I'm gonna be specific. It gives me the same vibes as when Ocho Cinco 
went there. It's a name that we were used to being a certain standard, but we know that the Patriot way is a different way. And I don't know that he can acclimate himself to that and or if he even has enough in it. I was going to say where he's at in his career to be relevant enough to be a dynamic factor there. So that's why I say it's more like a then. And it gives full splash. um, because we know a bunch of Patriot fans and stuff, of course. But it gives As I them, sit like, under the shadow right, of exactly. the Patriot logo right now. So it gives, because they always think that when a, when a splash like that happens or whatever, that we going to the, the Super Bowl. Or that that was the the most, most cerebral choice to do. That, but that's how he operates. That's how Bill Belichick makes, when, and when everybody says, yes, this is definitely a sixth rounder. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take him into the second round. It's like, well, he must absolutely fit it. And Bill sees something like he gets a lot of trust and leeway that most coaches and the average coaches who aren't their GMs get. How much leeway and trust are you giving Mac Jones this season? N- none. Zero. McCorkle is who, who I know him to be. So I'm not. I don't, so, I, and who was the other the, the guy that came in uh, at the end of the season? Zappy. But he was actually Zappy released Howard. today. Mm. So the Patriots literally only have Mac as the only quarterback on, on the roster right, right now. So the I very like Cam. <laughs> that, no, no. Uh, if Bill Belichick brings Cam Newton back to Patriots, listen. He's not gonna have a job no more. Like the owner's not Kraft is not having that. But no, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Carson Wentz. Uh, maybe like a Colt McCoy type situation to go up there. But when you make a move like that, especially heading into week one, when you release all other quarterbacks from your roster and you only have got one and a smack, you got something else planned. You've already had some conversations. There's already at least some type of structure of a contract. You're just waiting on somebody to sign some ink, somebody to land and go ahead and make the announcement because you don't not heading into week one. Not with that yeah. quarterback. <laughs> all right. Well, what the other acquisition? Uh- Trey Lance. So Dallas loses one, and then they acquire one. They uh, get the quarterback, Trey Lance, from the San Francisco 49ers after the injury led in late in season or that one major injury that uh, halted his season. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, remind me of the San Francisco quarterbacks that performed toward the end of the season. Your boy. My boy. Uh, Talking Sam G. Darnold. San Francisco, bro. Sam Darnold's the backup quarterback in San no, Francisco. Who was though the, in this season? That oh was, no, the uh, the guy that's just started now. Uh, why would you ask me that? <laughs> you know me, but yeah, names. yeah. So it's one of the ones with the consanguinity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, make sure y'all look that up. But no, nah, um, absolutely. But no, nah, um, so they they uh, acquired Trey Lance from San Francisco, um, and so that puts him right behind. One Dak Prescott and two um, no name McGee, the backup quarterback that did this thing for the um, Cooper. Cooper Cup, not Cooper Cup. Rush. Cooper Rush as a wide receiver, I thought. Nope, that's the, the never mind. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a long do, week, <laughs> long couple of weeks, but yeah, uh, Cooper Rush. Um, and so who they love in Dallas. So I'm saying Trey Lance slated or looks like he would be the third string right now until he, you know, proves his his worth. But is it posing any kind of exit strategy for Dak or like is it does it because we're a couple years into his contract. Big contract. If nothing else, it's it's a win win situation. It's a it's a calculated low risk, high reward type of situation. You got him for a seventh rounder. 
at the best case scenario, he has a couple of years to, as you mentioned, allow Dak to play out in that contract. He sits, he learns, mm-hmm. they give him an opportunity to show himself if it be in a preseason or if Dak for some reason gets hurt. Mm-hmm. We know he's got those sensitive tender ankles. He, and then he shows himself to be quality. You've now won because you paid a seventh rounder for your contingency and your yeah. possible future. Right. Second best is if he comes and he starts looking good and looking like what San Francisco originally thought he could be again learning and sitting underneath him. Now you've got a valuable tool that you can then leverage Absolutely. into some type of draft capital, or you can be able to you know trade to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then worst case scenario, he's terrible, and you just cut him and, in at the right, season. Right, but it and it cost you the seventh exactly. rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I already had. You I know, no, I didn't, bro. I cannot see the screen from there, bro. It sounds good. Go I don't ahead. have my glasses on today. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> it's raining outside. Divinity, my brother in consanguinity. Um, so, yeah. I, I feel the same way that is going to hype up the New England fan base as far as the Zeke uh, acquisition. You know, this gives Dallas something to do in case Dak... In case Dak starts stinking it up, you know, they mm-hmm. always would. Oh, no. For Jerry Lanson. Oh, but, but see, I don't. I will say this. I had a realization this week. I don't hate the Dallas Cowboys. You as hate a their team. fans. I hate their fans. Bro, that's not a realization. But We've said that for three seasons. That's not the realization that I had, DJ okay. Highstar. <laughs> but nonetheless. The realization that I had is that the Dallas Cowboys aren't a bad team. If you consider it, Dak Prescott is probably wins 60% of the games that he has, that he's healthy. When he's recovering, coming from an injury, he's trash. He is. But when he's legit healthy, he's, I would say, a top seven quarterback in the NFL. I, I will give him that respect. And with the defense that they've got now, um, the cornerbacks that they've got, the linemen, like... Yeah, I could see, and I oh, I'm gonna say it out loud, you Cowboys fans. I don't want to hear it. I could see them not only winning the NFC East over the Eagles this year, I could see them making a possible run to the Super Bowl if Dak Prescott is healthy. Okay, I, and I said it. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> mm. But if you want to comment on it, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Give us and shoot us an email with your feedback, and we will read it out on air and possibly even get you some Carolina Sports Talk swag. So, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. So, as we move forward, you talked about wanting to swing back around to the mm-hmm. Panthers and some of the moves that they've made here uh, in getting ready for week one as we travel to open the season in Atlanta. What kind of stood out with you with, with what the roster kind of looks like and some of the moves that the Panthers made? Well, you're kind of overstating uh, my experiences since we've last recorded. <laughs> I did go and attend the game where we played the Jets. I don't know if we recorded after that first after that game that I went to the Jets game. I I'm not sure either. Probably not. I'm sorry, audience. But also, recently I went to the Lions game. Um, and the first game, the Jets game, the Jets, they kind of, they were doing They're looking like handedly that. and it was hot out there. Mm-hmm. And um, that's without Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Did you, did you peep him in the one game that he did start? What, just how he looked? Yeah. Or whatever? Uh, no. Not, not, not. He looks good and he I, don't have all his I've weapons. seen more or less hard knocks 
mm. or whatever. I've been Heard. watching that. Okay. And we'll get to TV in a little bit. But um, so Bryce, smaller fella, you know what I mean? It's little all man. of the linemen and stuff like that are kind of towering over him in the uh, huddle. I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx us. So it's not like, we know where we're getting, in other words. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. see what's mm-hmm. going on in Indianapolis and boy is you know anthony is a little bit you know mm-hmm. larger pause or whatever like that but outside of that we did see a bryce young to adam Thielen connection so that was like hopeful of what you know i was optimistic about oh, what the season could look like because i saw how that looks with that offense um but outside of him it, it i don't want to say that it's looking bleak or meek or whatever but i don't know the standouts, nobody's stepping up offensively. Like we all, of course, we have the the names, the people that make a name for themselves on defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who is gonna do that and take the next step and make a name for themselves. It's Chuba, it's Chuba. Here's here's the thing. This preseason was intentional. A lot of what they were doing was not so much to install the playbook but to see what we had and evaluate the talent on the field with being one of the advantages of being a new offense, having a new rookie quarterback, um, new skill position players is that there's not that much film on you. The league doesn't have time to prepare. What is the challenge of being consistently good is doing what you do well, but not giving the opponents the opportunity to time to catch up. So when you have that advantage, that's not something that you give away in the preseason. You don't want to put film out there for the other teams to already go ahead and start knowing what to do and how to stop what you're going to do. They boy good, right? Say again. That boy good, right? <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. So Ego. they, they. So what you saw out there was incredibly vanilla. It was gotcha. the most basic routes, it schemes, like throughout the throughout the season. They're not going to ask him to do five stop, five stop, uh, five drop steps or drop back. Yeah, five right. step <laughs> drop back consistently. They're going to be moving the park pocket. Right. They're going to be doing a lot of bootleg things to allow him to get away from still being blocked. But the schemes, all of it, to be able to get him the opportunity to get in some space to see those open lanes, to see the play calling, That's and clear. to allow the routes exactly. So they're not going to have him just hidden behind those trees. All season. It's going to be way more creative, and you'll see a lot of that coming to once we get back to week one in Atlanta. I wanted to touch on one other thing you were talking about with um, not CJ Stroud in, um, out in Houston, but with um, Anthony, Anthony Richardson Anthony, up in Indianapolis. Yeah. He is in trouble. Uh, as was reported today, Jonathan Taylor did not um, obtain the trade that he was seeking and actually opens the season on the physically unable to perform list and will be out for a minimum of four games. And basically your boy already ain't the most accurate quarterback. And now teams don't have to account for Jonathan Taylor. They just like, yo, I don't care who you put in that backfield. I'm coming for your quarterback. Like on some, that pressure has now been elevated where I don't, I don't see him being able to be successful as they are going to want him to be out there in the, in the minimum the first four weeks without Jonathan Taylor there. And if I'm being honest, Jonathan Taylor will not be on that squad come October for the trade deadline. The, okay, the second part of it, it is, you know, that is what it is. It ain't even like that's kind of like a hot take or anything like that. It is, it's going to be what it's going to be. I think the, the, relation, the relationship is severed out there. But also – Anthony has an opportunity, um, such as quarterbacks like Lamar, quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes did 
where they may not have been, or like Josh Allen's, I believe, like they may not have been the highest draft pick or the the first quarterback, mm-hmm. and then they kind of had that chip on their shoulder or whatnot. So that adversity could do one of two things. You know what I'm saying? He can either fold under that pressure that he's gonna that adversity and stuff he's gonna see these first four weeks or six weeks, whatever it takes for Indianapolis to do something as far as their offensive backfield. Or he could rise to the occasion and he going he might, you know what I mean, quiet some haters or whatever like that. I I, I wanna see him do well. I mentioned that I, I would not have been upset if he was our pick originally. Um I like him as a player. I don't see it happening. Uh, just with knowing what his capabilities are, his strengths, he'll be able to avoid and evade a lot of uh, hits and stuff and make some other things shake with his legs. Mm-hmm. But I really, I don't, I don't see him having a lot of success, especially with their coaching situation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just, especially even on top of all of that without Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, now nah, it's a wrap for me. But mm. swinging back around to the Panthers, uh, one other move that they made that was kind of a big deal. We talked about it a little bit. Um, the all pro, former All-Pro linebacker Deion Jones ends up not making the squad. We know last year he was, as you mentioned, with Atlanta. Um, what are your thoughts about where that must, what they're saying that must mean for the linebacking crew and where they are to be able to not want him be a good fit for the team? I mean, uh, I've seen the team in person and as far as our defense goes that's the uh, really the whole team out of all of the units on our team pause like that the linebacker unit is you know what i mean like that the right the sturdiest whatever you pause whatever you know what i'm saying the the most Stop. sound and trustworthy mm. unit out of the defensive backfield the linebackers the defensive line the o line the offensive backfield and the skilled players. Our linebackers are who we could trust and who we know is showing up. Yeah, I agree. Shaq back there coming back. We've got Frankie Louvu. Come on, Lou. Um, <laughs> Brandon Crowd Smith. favorite in the yeah, is right now. Draft pick from like last season. And then we added uh, Gruger Hill in free agency. I'm, I'm liking where the squad is, man. Uh, ultimately, I think... We're gonna be okay. I think it's just a matter of go. them getting together and getting that continuity. I am interested to see the truest elements because again, the defense was the same way as the offense, where they weren't. They were incredibly playing. We, a lot of folks wasn't um, playing. I know Dante Jackson's health is a kind of a question mark. I like D Jackman, but my boy, like he fragile out there, man. Like every other player, feel like that fella limping or holding something or grimacing coming off the field, and like yeah. at some point, I, I feel like it. JC's healthy though, right? JC's coming back healthy. Um, I think he's slated to uh, come back week two. I don't know if he's playing in Atlanta, but he is. Like he didn't open the season on physically unable to perform list or anything, so he should be good to go. Um, I'll tell you, my favorite defender. In the NFL right now, and I don't know why that just popped into my mind. I was thinking about JC. I wanted to say I like him the most, but um, Sauce Gardner up with the Jets. Oh, we know, yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, the listeners know. I mean, if you li- if they listen to the show, they know because the dude nasty man. He he liked that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm excited to see what the Jets would be are looking like. Um, well, I'm not going to make us do the predictions this week, especially because we hadn't had any chance to kind of do any research on it. Shut up. <laughs> As I'm saying, bro. You don't have to make your picks this Thank week. Thank you. Um, but I do want us to get ready and do a little research and kind of make some way too early preseason or no, it's regular season, way too early Super Bowl picks. Um, if if I was forced to do one today by myself, I, I would just throw out Cowboys Jets on some 
that would be a good Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers gets one or the Cowboys get one. I would watch that. Um, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll we'll jump into that pause next week a little bit. Um, as we get ready to move forward, bro. Um, I don't know. Go ahead. You don't know what? Where else no, I said I don't even want to. But, yeah, we've got to. Because there's some folks who, you know, realize that football is the best sport in the world. Now, they may say it's soccer, but I say football is our football. American football is the best sports in the world. But there are some recent other individuals who think that world perspectives and views are skewed. Namely, uh, the track folks talking about world champions in basketball. And, yeah, uh, basketball ended up being the sacrificial lamb for his diatribe. Yeah. What are your thoughts about it? And, and, well, and for those who may not have know, uh, heard the story, um, world champion Noah Lyles was talking about, after having won his gold medal at the um, at the U.S. track, well, at the world championships, because clearly That's how still, it starts. See? Yeah. See? 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 <laughs> it was doing so well. No. And, and he's on he's on the on the little podium giving a speech like you said giving a little diatribe talking about you know his moment of shine when you just won and he's talking about the NBA as a matter of fact let's go ahead and play the clip right now and let y'all hear what his comments were you know the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head world champion of what (laughs) the United States (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I I love the U.S. at times, <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> so, High Star, what are your thoughts about Mr. Lyles' comments? Initially... Uh, he looks like uh, <laughs> Gonset. Gonset dancing, uh, dance grooving gorilla, grooving oh. gorilla. But uh, nevertheless, he looks like his little brother. <laughs> yeah, he looked like grooving gorilla nephew. But uh, <laughs> semi, like it's a val. Put it like this: not right message, valid message. Wrong time, wrong place, wrong person. Okay, what did where, let's let's even start there. Where do you find the validity in it? Like. On so I'll I'll just tell you with me personally, I've always had a fascination or a curiosity regarding baseball because that's more to me in your face the World Series and World Champions of baseball. Mm-hmm. To me, like I said, I think the NBA caught astray from him and was like a sacrificial lamb and what he was saying, like the message that he was giving off. But um, different factions whether it's FIBA, whether it's the Olympics or whatever like that, they host and sponsor all of these countries and have the capacity to. The NBA was a poor example, in my opinion, because of what we've talked about the past three years with the NBA and how their reach has gone globally or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, again, I, I, I see the validity in his message because I've had curiosity about that with baseball in the past and World Series or World Champion. But um, like I said, wrong me- wrong messenger, wrong place, and wrong time. So I disagree because I say that both baseball and basketball are the best players in the, in the world. world. I agree. With so that. even when you talk about like the FIBA or in the Olympics, 
it's it's not an equal thing because the United States dominates in these sports. Now, if it's soccer, then again, yeah, soccer is a different story, and that's why the best leagues are overseas and they're and they're there. But and we've got them, but we don't say that the MLS is the World Cup. Let they, me ask you this. Go ahead. Are the, are the NHL NHL champions the world champions? No, they're the Stanley Cup champions. They play okay. for Lord Byron Stanley's Cup. Okay. But the but those two leagues boast the best players in the world. Baseball too. The Korean Baseball League is an amazing league, and it's probably one of the better leagues that's not in the United States. And their best players vie for the opportunity to come to MLB. And what about American football? The Super Bowl champions are playing for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. They are. What? They're playing for the Vince Lombardi. Right, but they are what? Are they Super Bowl champs? champs? Not world champs. Though? Nope. Super Bowl champs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, even in that, I find that there's no validity in, in his argument from that perspective. But and even with my dog being jokey, my, like, really, bro, like, you just won a race. <laughs> Talk, and, and you chose that to be a ton, like, exactly, to be insulting? That's what I'm saying. Like, like come on, my boy. And then the way, like you said, looking like he looking in. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, just, I love the USA sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you yo, that part of it, yeah. Eh, like, oh. It's almost like he wanted those words back. Well, some of those words back as he was speaking them. And I hate the term clout chasey or whatever like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speak it, on it. it. Hey, don't speak. It's just nothing else. Like, it, it points to nothing else. He almost. wants attention. He wanted to go viral. Right. And if it weren't enough, then he said what he said. His fellow track star came and doubled down to support him. One who is immersed in enough issues of her own often enough. Uh, one Miss Shakari Richardson. She doubled down and says, now I agree with him. Okay, cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and the other news, it rained today. Like... <laughs> Yeah, because it listen, it could <sighs> you just gotta stay quiet. I, I'm talking about to myself, to DJ High Star. Okay, good. You gotta ahead. stay quiet. You gotta stay quiet. Nah, go for it. No. Be no, out. No. Be out for the bros, man. <sighs> We're good, but <laughs> so you gotta it's like, like all right, TV right, shows. Let me let me just put the analogy out there, right? Heard. <laughs> Here you go. If the bros is on the yard or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> we get into it with another fraternity. Uh-huh. You don't necessarily want the Reds running up like, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You heard what my frat brother said? Uh, yo, 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 yo. You good? <laughs> <laughs> and you can at him at oh, DJ Highstar. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Be, be off for the press. But see, here's why I don't mind it. Because I got enough Deltas to be mad with me anyway because, you know, it is what it is. But nah, I don't. I don't exactly. I mean, but, but nonetheless, yeah, I digress. Yeah. As we were saying, so that John Calipari, huh? I mean, either that or the TV shows. We can get right, past, get right to the TV shows if you want, man. Let's get it. So, I have a confession that's not going to be surprising. We discussed a couple of weeks ago to, to uh, we would give you guys some coverage about winning time. Last season was the rise of the Showtime Lakers. This time is what's the name of it? The 
So it's still winning time, but so winning time. Yeah. But it's the chronological, chronological. Uh, yeah. Episodical, if you will. Yeah, episodical, I mean, time logical. What is it? Um, miniseries. Con, it's the congeniality. <laughs> wow. Consanguinity, bro. Yeah, the That's going to be the name of the show, too. Yeah, and everybody's going to go and Google it. It's going to be like a trending word All just because right. it's a high star. So, so winning time. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do this without spoiling anything, but it's essentially picking up where last season left off. So. Clear Jack McKinney is clear in the rear view, of, of course, and mm-hmm. Paul Westhead is in full head coaching mode. Hollywood, some would say. Uh, I'm talking about now everyone's hair has changed a little bit. They're deep entrenched in the 80s and all of that. And um, Magic is still pursuing Cookie. Uh, and that's that like that main that's that's really the best I could give you. There's they they show the different bickering amongst the the team, but some of the major things that really happened with the franchise, I can't give away. But um, Showtime was taken away from them, and Magic is trying to bring Showtime back. Mm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I um I got to get caught up, and we will definitely give some reviews. And spoilers next well, week. Well, it also gives Carolina Sports Talk Nation that time as well. Right. And if that you, grace that mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil stuff right now. For now. <laughs> For now. So if you guys have not caught it up, caught up with it, make sure you're checking out Showtime. No, Rise of the Showtime Lakers or Winning Time right. on HBO Max. Is it just Max now, right? It's not HBO mm-hmm. Max. Just Max. Just Max. So check that out on Max and we'll be giving some reviews coming up as well. What else you been watching on TV, bro? Uh, I haven't been watching this necessarily, but it was interesting that they came back and returned as soon as it was like a bunch of domino chips started to fall. So <laughs> while we were while we were away, Uncle Shannon announced that he was bringing his uh, podcast uh, club Shay Shay to Colin Howard's. Uh, I forget his like network thing that he has. Maybe not the pivot i don't think but whatever his network is that he has going on shannon sharp went there with his with his podcast okay and then is also able to uh do some time with Stephen a on first take mm-hmm. um when mm-hmm. that was announced it was also announced with skip that well it had been announced that richard sherman was going on yeah we talked and, about that um they they debuted yesterday with Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin as well on there. Uh, What's the reviews been so far? What have people been saying about that? A lot, lot going on. It, <laughs> it appears that, like, Skip's voice is being drowned out by because, it, you They're know, louder. It's, it's a, and a lot. It's just a lot, right? Like, it's, it's Michael Irvin, <laughs> Richard Keyshawn Sherman, Johnson. and Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Now, if and if I'm keeping it a buck, Keyshawn is just coming off of a format with him, um, Keyshawn, Max, and um, the best, the was the former Bull, um, Jay. Okay. Um, yeah. And so their show was that it was a morning show. They were up early six o'clock. They had to have energy. And so it was a lot of the over talking and going back and forth. It was formatted mostly, but there was a whole bunch of that with them being louder. I don't think Skip is going to be comfortable in that zone. He's yeah. definitely not going to be able to, to try to keep up. With but hold on. But hold on. So yeah. I can see him on some getting drowned out and then them having to kind of 
She a boy and, and and readjusting everything. Now like that. the Lil Wayne's intro, he switched it up and and gave him a new intro. It was fire, of course. Wayne okay. Wayne has been wilding in in his in his wiser years. So that uh, that intro was fire. You think he's still not writing nothing down? Uh, yeah, but I don't I don't think he is. But it really doesn't matter. Because like, no matter what, it's like like yeah, he he made like you got stamped already as. That so, even you know, if you are now, yeah, you, we, it's not like nobody's got a camera that. phone out and yo, I see him writing and recording. It, right? Yeah, I feel you. Well, that's what's up for those of you who may be checking out the show to watching either the new first take or the new undisputed. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk dot net. Let us know what you think about those new shows and uh, let us know what you want to if you may want to come on and join the show for one of our live shows that we may be getting started once we get kicked off in football. Yeah, I, I wanted to show a quick love to one more show that mm-hmm. I, I actually picked up by accident and it's a. Uh, Young Cayenne Anthony, uh, Carmelo on Lala's son. Okay. And uh, he, because he hoops or whatever like that. So I think the overtime, which is like, they, they do content, content creation on like YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff. They've got a little, he's got kind of like a little reality show or whatnot. And, um, Through Overtime Elite? Yeah. So I, I well, I, I suppose I, <laughs> I'd have to do my homework. But yeah, no, that's the YouTube channel is Overtime. So I don't know if it's probably connected to the, Overtime elite or whatever like that, but and they um they give the younger kids an opportunity to speak, you know, give commentary on their game, you know, whether it's win lose like type stuff. So they're getting good media training and exposure, um, yeah. And then just him being Lala and Carmelo's son, they get the views on, on like a lot of views, and he's just you know he's just getting comfortable. You could tell he's growing up. Whereas he would have been mad quiet and stuff like that when he was younger or whatnot. He's mm-hmm. coming into his own. Exactly. He speaks as his own man and stuff like that. So that's a cool little show on YouTube that I just stumbled upon by accident. Okay. That's what's up. I might have to check that one out. But right before we go, I do want to give a special shout out to the Benedict College Tigers as they are getting their season underway and in defense of their conference championship undefeated season in Division Two HBCU National Champs. They're getting their season started this Saturday in Charlie W. Johnson Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina at 6 o'clock taking on the Morgan State Bears. And so shout out once again to the Tigers. Looking forward to another great season down there in Columbia. Also want to give another shout out to the South Point Stallions opening up their season currently ranked by some uh, publications as the number three team and I saw them as high as number two on one as well in high school football in the state of South Carolina so shout out to the Stallions again as well well dog anything you want to holler at the people before you go man yeah uh, one last thing I have shout out to um, this friend that I have Um, they really they just moved out there to Central USA, and they really, really hate it. Um, they say that they're always in a constant state of misery. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you get all three, bro. You get Thank all you. three. Thank you. And that is going to do us for another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play. Carolina Sports Talk.
To be a part of the show, you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net, or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at Carolina Sports Talk, or the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk. Talks back. Until next time, we out. Peace.